The what? Oh, okay. So we we talked to we we talked about the four sons. We talked about the four sons. What kind of basically our we were going through some psukim. We were going through some some of the psukim because all of these come from um, really three different places in the Torah, right? Right, Isaac. Well, that's what we uncovered. There's basically three different, four different psukim that describe when a kid is going to ask, and it describes the answers different ways. Now, the answers that we give in the Haggadah are not exactly, um, in some of these, they're not exactly the same answer that the Torah gives. Okay. But what that means is probably that the Balagada is trying to give us the idea of what the Torah is doing. So, um, and our idea, as uh, you can go into each one, but we're not going to go backwards. Um, but the idea was that the four sons is really as an introduction to really getting into the juice and getting into the real geula and the real um, avadim, hayinu, before we get into like the real meat of it, um, we have to be, uh, we have to understand that, that the there are all different people experiencing this with us. And we ourselves are, are, are all different people. Sometimes we come like a chacham, where we have really deep questions. Sometimes we approach life like the rasha. We're a little bit turned off, we're a little bit cynical, maybe a little bit jaded. Sometimes we come like the Tom, that it's just simple questions. We're not looking really for depth. We're just kind of grasping at straws. And sometimes we're like the Eniyodei Elishal, that we don't even, we're not even inspired to ask questions. But nevertheless, for all of those types, right. there's a mahalo. Tom, Tom is more like, just, just give me a question shot. Tom? It's a simple. I, I don't, yeah, right. And don't give me the simple. Just give me the push shot. Yeah. But he's still searching. The Russia, we said that part of the value of the beauty of the Russia is that he's here at the Pesach Seder. Mm. Doesn't have to be. Right. Could have been anywhere. You know, my, um, I have these very religious cousins in Toronto. Yeah. And they live on Lawrence. So that's a very religious street. Anyways, if you know Toronto. Anyways, it's a very, it's a very religious, quite, it's red smack in the middle. And they said, they were telling me, they're chassidish, they were telling me it's crazy. Our neighbors, they're, in, they're involved in Kirov. And they have like people coming Friday night, like they drive, they get out of their car, they come inside. They're like, what are we supposed to tell our kids? Like, how are we supposed to approach our kids with that? So they were obviously not as positive, but I tried to give them a positive spin. I said, what do you mean? Tell your kids, these people have a car and gas in the car and it's Friday night and they could be anywhere in the whole city that they wanted to be. They could, whatever, let's say not negative, they could be anywhere in the city, they could drive to wherever they want to be. Go to a movie, whatever. But guess where they are on Friday night? They're at a Shabbos table. So look at how lucky you are. These people are choosing it. Look at how lucky you are that it's just automatic. So you tell that to your kids. So the Russia, you know, don't take it for granted that the Russia comes to the Seder. The Russia's here. We got to talk to him. Of course... We have to realign his values, but we got to talk to him. We got to engage him. You got to engage him. You have kids at the Seder, you know, you, you'll see, you'll see kids. So you have some kids that are all into it and some kids that are, and some kids that didn't take a nap and some kids that are sleeping and you, you have all different types of kids and we ourselves are all different types of people, but there's a place for all of us to experience whatever the experience is of the night. There's a place for all of us to plug in and it's, the job of the Seder to get us there in many different ways. And I think that's the real, from a broad perspective, when you talk about the four sons, that's the message of the four sons. Okay, 
Yachol Mirosh Chodesh, top page 30. We said Yachol Mirosh Chodesh. Double recorded? Yachol Mirosh Chodesh. I promise I'll send that. Okay. Yachol Mirosh Chodesh. You might think that you should start doing the Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim all the way from Rosh Chodesh. Talmud Lomar, so the Torah says that it has to be Bayomahu on that day of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And if it just said Bayomahu, you would think that even during the day, I assume it means Bigadat al right? That Bayomahu, that you should tell him on that day. You would just think Mibaod Yom, while it's still daytime, you know, it's still Erev Pesach, you would think that that's the time to do it. Talmud Lomar, Bavurzeh. Bavurzeh, Lomarti, El Bashashi, Shmatzu, Umaru, Menachem, Lufanecha. Again, another introductory paragraph, I believe. Why would we think that you would start all the way from Rosh Chodesh? What is Rosh Chodesh? What's the, what's, the, what's the insight into Rosh Chodesh? What does Rosh Chodesh tell us about the Jewish people? Why do we value and why do we base ourselves on a lunar calendar? What does Rosh Chodesh tell you? Rosh Chodesh tells you that even at the darkest moment, the moon is the tiniest, 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 Right? There's rebirth. Rosh Chodesh is a time of the moon is starting to grow. It's that first little sliver, right? So you would think maybe, possibly, more drushy, but you would think that, Yachami Rosh Chodesh, you would think that that's all you need to point to in order to be able to describe what it means being in Mitzrayim and what it means coming out of Mitzrayim. Just point to the Rosh Chodesh moon. Point to the fact that the moon, even at its smallest, Rosh Chodesh moon, it's going to get bigger, and we know that. You might think that. Havamina. What's wrong with the Havamina? Torah says, by Yomahu, and you have to have Matzo Mara. I think the Haggadah is telling us how important it is to really focus on the symbolism of the day, on the Matzah and the Maror, as, as the examples of all the things that we do to act this out and to experience it ourselves. I think that that, the, that the, 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 the Haggadah is telling us that that Rosh Chodesh isn't enough. You can't just point at the moon. You've got to have symbols here. You've got to have real tangible symbols. Maybe. I don't, unless, unless you have to explain to me what is the Yachal Mir Rosh Chodesh. What is the Hava Mina? Right. Right? What's the Hava Mina that I would start... Why? Why? Right, right, right. Why would I think... He says it here. That's probably where I got it from. One might presume, therefore, that the light of the new moon, even that little bit of light shining through, is sufficient by which to recite the Haggadah. Perhaps this inspiration, the lesson of relentless and spontaneous starting anew, is sufficient to experience the redemption. Maybe that would be enough. You'd sit on Rosh Chodesh and you'd be like, guys, so amazing. Look at the moon, it's starting to grow again. That's like the Jewish people we get. We have a, we have a geula to get to. No, we must still have matzah and marah. These are the tangible things which enable us to inter- internalize the redemption. You've got to focus on those matzah and marah, those stuff that's tangible. That's going to be so valuable in explaining to all the people and ourselves at the Seder what exactly it is that we're doing. Today. Yeah, does that make sense? Any other ideas you want to share? Gloss over, right? But there's something, there's something beautiful. Why would you think Rosh Chodesh? Because there's rebirth on Rosh Chodesh also, right? There's something amazing about Rosh Chodesh, but that's not enough. Rashi says, Rashi, Shalai, Lekin, Rashi, Shalai, Lekin, Rashi, Shalai, Lekin, Rashi, Shalai, Lekin, Rashi, Shal
sense that since the Gemara states that we should begin studying our book and reviewing the Hotus Pesach on the first of Nisan, just as Moshe taught the Alakos to the Jews of Mitzrayim on that day, one could have believed the discussion of Yitzhak Mitzrayim falls under the same requirements. The purpose would be to open the subject by making familiar with the story, which is exactly the same kind of thing. Go ahead. Huh. I haven't read this whole paragraph, but listen to this. The OAV Yisrael suggests an approach that has a great impact on parenting. The Baal Haggadah is anticipating that the typical father who begins hearing his children's questions at the Seder comes to realize that he should have begun his preparation for Pesach earlier. When children ask questions to which we are unprepared to respond, we as parents feel despondent. We worry, am I giving enough to my children? I know there's a mitzvah of Yigadot al-Bincha. It's like stressful, right? To tell our children the story. But perhaps our children don't need to hear it from us. After all, they have learned so much in school are in some ways much better prepared than we are. Their questions are like blowing us out of the water. The week before Pesach is so hectic with many parents working overtime to make up for the time they need to make up for Yantif. Who has time to prepare? Indeed. You might think. You might feel bad. I should have started. That mama should have started from so long ago. In fact, even on Erev Yantif, we may feel that we don't have enough time to pick up a safer and look over a few things for the Seder. Yachol mi ba'od yom, while it's still the day, while he's still preparing. Talmud lomar bav Even now, as you sit in front of the matzah and mara, and it occurs to you how ill-prepared you are, it's not too late. The opportunity is here. Now, whenever you can, begin. It is not a hopeless situation. This reminds us of hope. This reminder of hope is perhaps even more meaningful in other aspects of self-development and child-rearing. Okay, so you could take that as a general lesson, right? You're like, oh, vey, my kid's like, uh, my kid's, you know, 15 years old. I didn't prepare myself for this, right? <laughs> so don't worry about it. You learn as you go and do it, especially here when you're talking about the, the, the galus and you're talking about the cheros and you're talking about the amuna that we're trying to give over to the kids. Do it now. Matzah and Mara in front of us, the gates of Emunah are open. It's, 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 Hashem puts in extra, um, extra power being able to give over Emunah. So don't shut down, right? Maybe that's the idea. You might think that you would start, you know, like when you learn the halachas of Pesach, so you start handling the Seder. You didn't put in enough time. No one puts in enough time. You could spend the whole year on the Haggadah, obviously. Okay, Mitchila. Now we go back to the beginning. Mitchila. And again, I still think that this is an introduction to the actual meat of the Haggadah, okay? Mitchila of the Avodah Originally, our forefathers were idol worshippers. But Achshav, and now, Kervanu Hamakom La'avodah, I saw in the breast of our Haggadah. Mitchila of the Avodah We all have, like we spoke about one time, right? We all have... Um, a past. We all have skeletons in the closet. Mitchila, look at our forefathers. It doesn't say and the story is they used to be idol worshippers and Hashem helped them. What does it say? And now, right now, right now, understand the power that's going on right now. Hashem has brought us close right now to his avodah. Definitely says that over here. Pretty sure I saw that last night. Right now at the Seder, every single person who says this, now we're experiencing something that we say all the schmutz of the whole year and all the stuff that we're carrying with us, 
Kervanu hamakom avodaso. Hashem is helping us right now become close to his avoda. Shenamar. And it proves it, this idea from a pasuk. Vayomer Yehoshua el kol ha'am. Yehoshua said to all the people, Kol ha'amar Hashem elokei Yisrael. Hashem said, Be'ever hanar Yeshua avoseichem me'olam. They always lived uh, on the other side of the river. Terach avi Avraham v'avi Nachor. Ba'yavdu Elohim achirim. And they worshipped other gods. And Yoshua says, es es Avraham hanar, I took him oso los I gave him Yitzchak. I gave Esav Harseir, the Yaakov Uvanov, Yardu Mitzrayim, sort of leading us into a discussion about how and why Yaakov Uvanov, Yardu Mitzrayim. And the introduction here, I think, is you got to know where you came from. We don't shy away from it. We don't whitewash the past. We don't claim that Avram Avinu was a tzaddik from his birth. Rather, mitchila of the Avodah they worshipped idols, like we saw in the Lashon Rambam when, when, when we were learning that. Lashon Rambam, right? That Avram Avinu was inside of idol worship. We are always told in, in preschool that, what do you mean? Avram Avinu, when he was a baby, he's like, got rid of it. No, no, no. When he was three, he started hopping. But he was growing up in idol worship, and he kept worshipping idols. And then he would go outside, and then he would go to the forest. And he was like, trying, trying. Yeah, yeah. Mitchila of the Avodah Zarah Hayavoseinu. Avram Avinu worshipped idols. The Achshav, but now, now. And now God has, brought, God has brought us up to his service. At this precise moment, we can commence to tread upon the path of our forefathers. It matters not what we have done until now. Forget about all of that. This is a special night. Yeah? Thus, we repeat Joshua's words directed at the entire nation. What does he say? Anyone who desires to come closer to Hashem needs to be aware of this. Let no one shy away for fear of failure. Even, okay, that's what a Gilgal, anyways, not important. Right. Anyways, Tara I mean, may have come back. Is from an introspective point of yeah. view, right? So you're saying, like, however badly a person feels about himself, yes. oh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not on that level. I'm not, or, or, yeah, like, who am I? Like, what, like, look, look at that problem. He, he grew up, did you grow up in Idol? No. Okay, so you, you look at that. in a certain you, sense, you have a step above. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Isn't it um, strange that? Right. Right. Bring it right to the front. Right. Incategernasus anegors is. I think it's a different. Yeah, maybe it's more for the judging. Maybe that's a good answer. Right. Maybe it's more when you're being judged. Here, it's like you got to know where you came from. Nasano, you got anything over there? question that I was thinking, okay, so so we already announced or the so okay, so it goes through Shinaru but it's it's going into very big detail a second time mm-hmm. explaining something. So it says something there, I'm just trying to think that something okay. that's yeah, what, what, worth why is it why also it, it can leave out. This, yes. this paragraph there's a lot of stuff here that yeah, it's, not like, it's not a Gemara, but at the same time. Right, yeah. like Gamora just says, you know, right. it, start, it starts with a puzzle and it doesn't finish it. Right. Even after we could have left Ace about the equation entirely, it would have been fine. It's going on and on, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's, a, there's a take-home there probably also, there's not sure what it is. 
who cares that 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 he had eighty seven that he gave him Iron Slayer? Why why is that important for the Seder to know that? Right. Obviously, there's a point there. I just I'm not sure. It's kind of showing you the offshoots, like there were different paths that were taken here. Asa took his his situation, and then Yaakov got his situation. It might look like something, like even though I give someone else something big and something like it says that like, I gave him this to inherit, even though it might look like I'm giving something, something you know, someone something good, mm-hmm. I'm giving you something that's going to end up being better. Look at what Asa got. Asa gets a mountain. And, and what do we get into Mitzrayim? It almost seems like unfair, like when you're reading it. But we have to understand that the whole point of going into Mitzrayim was to come out of Mitzrayim. So right. when we say Esau gets a mountain and we go into Mitzrayim, yeah, that means that we go into the process, the right. process so, so, of becoming so, Amanivchar. So, so, so that's what the, the that's what we're bringing down. We're actually bringing down the whole whole entire the whole pasuk from Yeshua mm-hmm. specifically is. Uh, is going through details and stages that needed to, that needed to be taken in order to get from where we were. It's not a slow process. You have to go. Um, you know, Avinu was around. Was was with Terach, and they worshipped together. And then he took Avinu out, and from then he had to cross over the Arnon, and then right. he went through the land, then Canaan. And then you have to go through very all, detailed, very detailed. And it's a, it's a long process to get to where you want to go. It's not just a short puzzle. It's not just uh, as simple as you were worshiping idols, and uh, and you ended up in the shrine, and, and now and now we're close together. Now we now we have a connection. So that that's why the Tukmar brought down specifically to elaborate. So you think it process. does that so that we know that we shouldn't expect a short process. Yeah, we are on the path of a very long process towards the eventual the eventual gula, but. We're on that path and understand that there's a lot of steps in it. Avraham had to go through the pain of growing up in idol worship. Yitzchak had to go through the pain of being matched next to, uh, you know, being, having to travel. Like you said, Me'ever Anah, right? And then he brought him and he, made his, he gave him kids. He gave him Yitzchak. Yitzchak had Yaakov. Yaakov had to deal with an Esav in the world, right? Esav seems like he gets his reward already and we're just going down to Mitzrayim. Like, this is a journey here. We're on a journey. That's very interesting, but you'll also notice what's surprisingly left out of that. Story. You're small, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. You think like it's it's so. Yeah, so it's so down that, that if if you really wanted to go through the whole process, of, uh, the album says that it would actually it should take days to go through this. Right. It should take days to go through to go through this whole thing, but didn't want to. We do too. <laughs> so just put that to the Very good. No, no, no I understand they brought down two sukkah. But they're I'm still long, but still missing Yishmael, right? Just put Yishmael in there and just say, I gave to Yitzchak had Yishmael and he just left them all out. Put an right. Asim in there, so why didn't he well, I, I think the, 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 the Just pain. list their sons. I mean, that's... I don't think it's the child. It's like all there. So who's the? Well, it's not much there. It's just. But who's the pr- who's the problem child for the Yaakov throughout the ages? Who's always been the problem for Yaakov is Esau. Yishmael right. sort of fades, obviously. <laughs> I understand? But Yishmael, Yishmael, no, the Chuba, whatever. Like Yishmael is like, you know, Esau is always like we have Esau becomes like you know talk about Esau like we're like uh, Levi Yitzchak talked about Esau and right. yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, Esau is this figure that's still there always. In our history, always alongside Yaakov and Esau, right? Like the Gemara says, one's up, one's down, right? And it's constantly flipping. But so Esau is the focus of the enemy as we go through the Gullus. 
Maybe, maybe that's why. Okay. Baruch Shomer Havtachasol Yisrael. Blessed is he who keeps his promise to the Jewish people. Baruch Hu. Right? First of all, before we can get even... You know what? Let's see the whole paragraph and then let's go back. Baruch Shomer Havtachasol Yisrael. Blessed is he who keeps his promise to the Jews. Baruch Hu. Sha'akadosh Baruch Hu Chishev Esaketz. Hashem Cheshbind, the end. To do exactly what he told for Avram Avinu at the Brisbane of Asarim, Shenamar, like the Pasuk says, You got to know your children will be for sojourners, and they'll be slaves, and they will be pained. And the whole thing, when you count it up, it'll be 400 years. And I will judge the ones who enslave you. And after that, you will go out with tremendous amounts of wealth. So what's going on here? What are we saying? Right? Baruch, there's a proclamation that we're making. We have to understand. First of all, look at the Lashon. Baruch Shomer Haftachasol Yisrael. It doesn't say, Baruch Mi Sheshomer Haftachasol. It doesn't say, Blessed be the Hashem who back in the day guarded his promise to the Jews that he's going to take them out. It doesn't say that. It says, Baruch Shomer Haftachasa. That he's still, he's still, still, it's right now. Baruch Shomer Haftachasa, presently keeping his pledge to the Jewish people. Also, once you fulfill it, once you, if I promise that I will do something for you and then I do it, do I still have a promise to you? No, it's done. Right. So if we would say Hashem promised Avram, if this is talking about Avram and the promise that Hashem made to Avram, That's not what it's th- then he already so, promised. He did the promise. He took them out of its rising. Done. Thank you for doing it. Dunsky. It's no longer a pledge. It's no longer a promise. And you no longer have to guard it. You don't have to guard it. You did it. You fulfilled it. Right? You fulfilled your tonight. So what does he say? What does this mean? Baruch, Shomer, Avtachasol, Yisrael. We have to proclaim at the Seder that we also are beneficiaries of the fact that Hashem, and we will be beneficiaries of the fact that Hashem is still guarding His promise that eventually there will be a Gula Shlema. I think it's so clear in the Haggadah that the Haggadah is talking to us. He's still guarding it right now. Hashem promised us there's going to be a Gula Shlema eventually. Keep going, right? Because look, Hashem did it already. He showed us as an example. He promised Avraham, you're going to go into Mitzrayim, I'm going to take you out. What's the dot, dot, dot of the paragraph? Don't worry. You also will be taken out. Look at the next paragraph. And this, we'll talk about what this is, need some good insights on this. Vihi, this is what has stood for Avoseinu Vilanu. Shalo echad bilvad amad aleinu lechaloseinu. It wasn't just one guy who came to kill us. Ela shabachol dor vador omdim aleinu lechaloseinu. Every single generation there are those that stand up to kill us. Whether it means physically or spiritually, every generation has someone on the opposite side of Klal Yisrael. Hashem saves us. What is This is what stood by our fathers and us. What is it? This. It is one of the most famous extrapolated lines. So 
So first of all, what we do here, we, un- we uncover the matzahs, we cover the matzahs, and instead, what do we focus on? We lift up the kos, right? So what do they say? What? No. So yes, so right. So what are we doing with the kos? And, and we're lifting it up right here and saying, this, what is it? Alcohol. <laughs> God has through the deep dark times. What is it about the coast? What is it about the coast? So first of all, you could say, you could say, um, I've heard someone, I heard someone say, "Vehisham Dalavosenu" is the the yayin. Maybe it's not the it's not the simple shot, but "Vehisham Dalavosenu" is maybe the wine that we have special wine for Jewish people, and we don't take wine. Non yayin mavushal, we don't take. We're always worried that they. We don't take yayin right? We don't take wine that was poured for an idol. And in fact, there are rules put in place. And part of these rules is not because you could watch the guy from today till tomorrow. But part of these rules and the restrictions that we have on our wine is to make sure that we don't integrate party too much with the non-Jews, right? So maybe vehi sha'amdalavosenu, the fact that we are separate symbolized by the wine that we're holding in our hands. The fact that we remain separate, that's what kept us going. Because the minute we start assimilating, you know, you know how they talk, they say, the minute you start assimilating, someone's going to come and kick you and make sure you remember, right? The reform movement thought that the answer to anti-Semitism was to be the most like the non-Jews that you could. If you can make your shul the most similar to the non-Jews, you get rid of all the anti-Semitism in the world. And guess what happened? Didn't work, right? Didn't work. Maybe the wine, the separation, the fact that we're separate. But I think Pasha, 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 look, look at the paragraphs. Baruch Shomer Yisrael. Thank you, Hashem. Blessed is Hashem who kept his promise and keeps his promise to us. That emuna, that faith that Hashem is there with us throughout the Galas, that emuna is what allowed us to get through this gullus. Shalom echad bilvad amadaleinu chal. It wasn't one guy that we had to like, you know, you know, dodge out of the way, right? It wasn't like one bullet, you got to move it. No. Ela shabachol dor avadar amadaleinu chal. They come against us in every generation. Ba'kadosh baracho, bottom line, we have the amuna, we have the belief, the faith. Sha'kadosh baracho matzileinu miyadam. That Hashem saves us. Saves us, 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 Matzile knew us from their hands present in every generation. Tense. Yeah, present tense, yeah. Yeah. You know how, um, when you say separation, separation between us and non is it's very similar to the way like, wine is made. I heard something like this, very similar. When you eat a grape, you don't make hakafen. Right. But when it's separated and you drink the juice, it becomes its own bracha, its own special thing. Right. So. And sort of separate. Parent, like once we're separated, we become much holier, we become our own entity. And that's what keeps us going. And that's what keeps you know, it's interesting. It says the Mitzrayim, when it came out of Mitzrayim, it was like, Goy mi goy, a nation from within another nation. We were almost Egyptian. We were all in Egypt, right? And Hashem took us out, one nation from another nation, like you're saying. Maybe that's like the Jews. That's the juice from the, from the grape, that, 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 leaving the clickers behind. This, this holiness, this, this it's like, the juice. Yeah. Baruch HaShulchan says it's almost, it's almost like a toast. Yeah. We're making a toast with the Gashwara. Like, like, so they, beautiful. Like, no, 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 no. Like, think, um, 
he's saying that, that, that we're, we're the chosen ones that are, that are, that are able to work with Kharash Baruch Hu. Awesome. That's, that's exactly what this, this whole thing is about, and it's, it's this that has made us closer to Kharash Baruch Hu and, and has chosen us. And every time somebody puts it down, we're the ones that are being chosen to, to be able to beautiful. work backwards. And, and be saved. That's awesome. A toast to Hashem <laughs> for, for getting us through the gullus. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, and we put the coast down, right? Oh, it says, yeah. It says it's a great time to talk, it says in here, it's a great time to talk to your kids about the difference between Jews and non-Jews. So he's going with that part. He says, even though Jews and non-Jews can be cordial to one another, we have our limits. We will not drink with them, nor will we drink their wine. It's forbidden. Some would say that this has caused the hatred between us and the Jews. Knowing that we have our limits when it comes to what we will and will not engage in with them, non-Jews may feel that we are acting superior. Perhaps this has caused them to develop something of an inferiority complex, and they have responded with hate, murder, and mayhem, continue trying to destroy us, I've got to say. For this reason, we might think that this is the reason we raise the coast and declare, Om Dimaleinu Lechaloseinu. They always try to destroy us, because look, we're so different. We're such weirdos. We stay so separate from them. The Balagada teaches us to know better. Perish the thought. What does he say right after Vihisha Amda? What are you supposed to do? Put the coast down. Right? He says, Put the cup away. Indeed, we know that if we did mingle with them, it would not improve the relationship. For example, Yaakov Avinu lived and worked with Lavan for 21 years, but it didn't improve Yaakov Avinu's standing with Lavan whatsoever. The truth is, Talacha, Esau, Sonius Yaakov, is a fundamental hatred for Jews that will never change. The message has been passed down through the generations. No wonder it has stood the test of time. Declaration is not only a powerful thought for the Seder night, but it's our battle cry for survival in Gullus. Don't worry about the cup and think that being different is what causes the hatred. No, that's what keeps us going. He shamdalavosein, right? And then you put it down afterwards. Any other ideas? No, I, get to the meat. Because I figured that's, that's where it's going. It's uh, Good stuff, no? It's probably true. Okay. He shamdalavosein, that's what we say. Let's see anything over here. He Kos is 86, and Elo Kim is also 86. We lift up the cup of wine, the Kos. We lift up the fallen Shekhinah, the divine manifestation. We lift up our faith. We uplift ourselves and declare. Many are the counterforces which obstruct the Jewish people from elevating humanity to its ultimate goal. I think it's okay. It's also important, it's also important to, like, to ask those questions at the Seder. Don't take anything... For, I, don't, I don't know. Don't take anything for granted. Make this... That's also the thing. Yeah. Is, is, you, yeah. Can, you can compare it to Hashem. Hashem is growing. This, this Trump, Trump got his wall, you see? Mordechai? God. Trump got his wall. <laughs> That's pretty big. <laughs> Both proof? Yeah. <laughs> no, no one. No idea. Okay, that's Vihisha Amda. 
So we say that our emuna is what got us through. You could say it like that, right? Coming right off of Baruch Shomer after Chasul Yisrael, that he's still guarding it. That's what has stood by us. That's what has kept us going, right? Um, okay. Now, now we got to look in the Haggadah. Uh, yeah. It's interesting you mentioned that. I, the reason I, I didn't initially say my, my, my initial thought was when you said, what does it mean to eat? My first thought was emuna, mm-hmm. without question. Mm-hmm. But then I look at the verbiage, I have a little bit of a hard time figuring out how it fits perfectly into the verbiage. Yeah. Because it's saying, so it stood by our fathers. But what does it mean? It stood by it. Like it doesn't. That's what so they had going. That's what they had with them in the in the gullahs. Yeah, it was with them. It was with them. It traveled with them. Uh-huh. They walked, and they felt like Hashem was walking next they to them. They didn't break it. They didn't break it apart from it. Also, I, I, uh, I saw it's interesting because it says it says that uh, not just mm-hmm. right. So. On purpose. Shabachol dar their own de Malayno Lachalosenu and Bachol dar Vadar Akash Barachamatzilenu Miyada. Right, so that's very interesting actually. This constant cycle. No, because it's the Shaonda. Yeah. Right? I think my issue is with the word Shaonda. In other yeah. words, you could have used a different word. You could have had a Muna. It's not a, it's like, the, I would say that there's a connection between the Shaonda there mm-hmm. and the Oyn de Malayno. Very good. Very good. Play on words. You have these other forces that every generation come. But what do we stand with? What do we omdim on them? Nice. Nice. Isaac, why did you give me this chumash? Oh, that's fine. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Now, here is what I believe and what the commentaries talk about. This is the, like... This is like the important part of Magid. Okay, this is super important. Super important and super weird. Okay, so first of all, okay, we only have a couple minutes here. But let's, first of all, let's understand the structure. Before we get into it, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to get into it next week. Because I think this, this is really important. But the structure, okay. Say Ulamad, go and learn. You have to understand. Ma bikesh lavan harami lasos avinu. This is again going in the pattern that we know, that we talk about, maschil beginus, we start at the worst stuff, and we finish with the high point. So what did Lavan want to do to Yaakov? Shaparo lo gazrel zcharim. We have to understand. Paro, he only had it out for the zcharim. Remember, he was trying to kill the one who was going to save the Jews. The Lavan bikesh or asakol. But Lavan actually tried to destroy everything. Shenemar. Okay, so now we have four psukim that we're going to bring. And the outline of the four psukim are, the first pasuk is understand how we got to Mitzrayim. This is the story right here. Talk at the Seder. Use this as an outline to talk about 
our avos, and how we got to Mitzrayim. Then the next pasuk, which is the bold at the bottom of page 32, what happened in Mitzrayim? We got subjugated. They imposed hard labor upon us. Then what happened as a result of that? The next page, the bold line, the next pasuk, we cried out to Hashem and he heard us. And then... What's the final thing? You see, these four really are, these four psukim are really our history in two pages. Jewish history in two pages. If we're meant to focus on Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, we start from the beginning of, of, of Galus Mitzrayim, which is, we've got to start from Lavan. And I think that's why we point out here, Lavan was doing even worse than Paro. Do you think Pyro was bad? No, no, no. Go back to the... It started even earlier than that. This is something also coming off of Bechol Dor Vador Om Dimaleinu L'chal They try to kill us in every generation. Don't think that it started with Pyro was the first example of this. Lavan was even worse than this. And then we go for Psukim. And if you want to talk about these four Psukim, you talk about our... Here's how we got there. Here's what happened there. Here's what we did about it. And here's what Hashem did. Yeah? And I think also one of the proofs that, to your point, that, that as to how important this particular paragraph mm-hmm. is, it's the only paragraph that I believe throughout the Akkadah that we say, say Elamad. Say Where else do we say, like, oh, by the way, go and learn, go Very go good. Ahead. What's this introduction, say Elamad? Yeah, so you're saying, points out the time. importance. You've got to talk about it. This is a section of the Akkadah you got to talk about, right? This is, yeah, Isaac? No, I'm just not thinking. It's very strange. Laban was so much worse. Than, than power, uh-huh. then why, why, why Non-Jewish, right. it might have been a worse thing in a sense. Okay. That leaving Jewish women to marry non-Jewish men. And so explore it at your seder. Explore why the Balagada says that Lavan was so much worse. How did Lavan try to get rid of everything? Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like Perkar. We've been talking all this time about Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. How, how did Mitzrayim start? Go go do your research and find out exactly how it happened. Understand it didn't happen in a vacuum. To go back to Lavan, and we have to talk about, you're right, why is Lavan, why is Lavan such a terrible, right? What did he do? What did Lavan do? What did Lavan do? So what was, what, in what is our example of that Lavan was so bad, even worse than Paro? What's our, what does it mean? Pasha, Pasha, what does it mean? What? Everyone. How? How? What did Lavan do that we know about that he targeted everyone? It was from Avodazara? Or it's Lavan and Yaakov? I don't know. I'm saying. Lavan was trying to introduce more Avodazara, so try to be, he was trying to fight us that way? Maybe. I don't know. That seems like some people might buy into it, some not. Okay. Okay, so give me another answer. So what did Lavan do that was so bad? Parshas Kisava, right? You brought me the Pesukim, right? Am I confusing? Lavan was Lavan? 
Laban was his father-in-law, yeah. So, do you mean he tried to change the deal on Yaakov and oh. someone else? Oh. Would have been Yaakov's different... supposed to marry Rachel, and right. instead Laban gives him Leah. Right. So he wanted to mess up the whole, the whole plan. The whole line. The whole line. Of the whole thing. Very good. Arami Ovidavi. So Rashi on the Torah says, these are psukim from the Torah. You know when we say this, by the way? You know when we say this psukim? You just brought me the Pasuk. I just noticed. We say these psukim when you bring the Bikurim to, when you bring the Bikurim to Yerushalayim, your first fruits, you have to bring to Yerushalayim and eat them there, right? You come to the Kohen that will be in that day and you say to him, right, I'm coming and the Kohen takes the first fruit, right, and he puts it in front of his Beach. And then you say this proclamation, right? Arami, Ovid, Avi, you say, Mamish, these four psukim. Yeah? Mamish, weird. So Rashi on the Torah says, Arami, Ovid, Avi, Maskir, Chaste, Hamako. We're reminding ourselves of the kindness of Hashem. Arami, Ovid, Avi, Lavan, Bikesh, Lakar, Sakol, Kishar, Radaf, Achar, Yaakov. So Rashi on the Torah is focused on when Lavan chased after Yaakov. Remember when Yaakov left with his kids? And his wives, that was when Rachel stole the truffin, right? The idols. She hid them, right? Remember they were running away? And Lavan starts running after them, right? So, so he, Arami, he tried to destroy our forefathers. Lavan was ready to kill them. Lavan was chasing after Yaakov, right? He was ready to kill them. That's why Yaakov had to make a peace treaty with Lavan there. Was this when Yaakov said to like whoever has the idols? Yeah, that's when he said whoever has the idols, they're gonna, they're gonna right. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. That was that story. So our Rami Ovid Avi means that's what Rashi on the Torah says. It's talking about when when Lavan was running after Yaakov, he was gonna kill everyone. Paro was leaving people alive. It's very interesting though if you think about it conceptually, right? So our Rami Ovid Avi. But even before that story, yeah. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Didn't Asa try to kill Yaakov? That's, that's kind of left out. Right, right. But whatever right. that. Right. <laughs> but, but, but power doesn't make sense to kill anyone. That's like killing your own slaves, then you have to help your own people do the work. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> sort of like backwards. And of course you didn't try to kill everybody. You just want to make sure you kill the king before he was born. Maybe Rashi's there too. Yeah, I know. Okay, so I don't know. Arami Ovidavi, that's what Rashi says in the Torah. Oh, so so Isa's reasoning is actually makes sense because he had his Isa's reasoning for getting back to Yaku was because of the brother. Right. So that actually makes sense. Whereas Lavan and Amolek are baseless. Mm-hmm. They had no real reason to want to go, so they, they still did it anyway. Very good. So we start from there. We start from our Rami Yovi That's pretty good. I like that. And we go in the story of... That's the outline. Just be careful from the chandelier. We start from, That's the outline of these Pesukim. And I think really this is the main part of Magid. Tell the story here. The proof is, is that we go straight from here to talking about the ten plagues... This is your chance right here. Talk about what happened in Mitzrayim. Talk if you haven't already by this point, right? Obviously, you've attacked it from different angles. 
But that's why in this mahalach of the Seder, I think all of the stuff before is really setting it up, setting it up, setting it up. Now we can talk about it. Say ulamad, right? Don't think this happens in a vacuum. Go talk about where, how did Mitzrayim happen? What happened here? And then what, did we, what happened in Mitzrayim? And then what did we do about it? And then what did Hashem do about it? And we go straight from there into talking about couple interesting paragraphs, but if you just look at the big picture, we just go straight from there, talking about the ten plagues. This is Mamish when you talk about Yitzhak Mitzrayim, and then Dayenu, saying thank you. And we switch tones by Dayenu a little bit. We switch tones. We talk about the Mitzvah Hayom, and we switch into Halal mode. We switch into Thanks mode. So if you don't, by this, if this is your last chance to talk about Mitzrayim, no? I mean, this is your last chance because the rest is hollow and then you're eating matzah. Like, like 15, 15 minutes later, you're eating matzah. I think I'm catching you. After listening to this whole story, you become thankful. Oh. And you really, like, you really... Involved. That's your proclamation. Exactly, exactly. So as an outline, from an outline, that we have to understand.